Come on. Monica, are you ready? Yes, I am. Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guest today is strong and powerful Monica Bijou. She is a PhD, the founder and CEO of Decide to Move. She's a best-selling author, coach, speaker, podcast host. Um, again, I'm excited to have you on. Monica, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yes. So for my personal life, there's so many layers to that. Um, first, tomorrow is my birthday, so I'll be celebrating my 24th anniversary of being 25. And so excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> People still think that I look 25. And they're like, oh, let me see that ID. I'm like, why would I lie and make myself older than I am? Like, what benefit <laughs> would that get for me? Um, but from a personal standpoint, you know, it goes into why I do what I do with my life. I was born um, in Louisiana, and I literally dealt with a lot of physical, sexual, and emotional abuse. Um, moved around a lot. I left Louisiana when I was seven, so then I've also um, continued, of course, abuse, and then had to deal with uh, being homeless at the age of 15. Um, from that, I end up becoming uh, pregnant at 16, had a child at 17. And my daughter became my focus, my drive, what kept me going, kept me motivated, made me determined to even get my, well, I actually snuck and got my GED because my mother wouldn't let me go back to um, school once she sent for me, made me come back to live with her. Uh, I snuck and got my, uh, my high school equivalency and then later on went to school, graduated, went my first degree at 30, and then I went on to get a couple more masters, and as you said, uh, my PhD, um, and just continue to go from there. And for me, it wasn't about saying, ooh, I got these accolades and I know that I'm good. It's about me making sure that anyone I come across did not have to deal with hurt, pain, and if they did, I feel like it's part of my purpose is to help them grow from where they are, understanding that they don't have to take their path, doesn't have to be who they are. They can actually take that experience and, and make it to be something that makes them stronger. Um, so that's a little bit about what I, who I am and a little bit about what I do. Nice. I appreciate that. And helping people to, to understand, appreciate, and perhaps uh, embrace the fact that no matter where you are, there is, well, is it, is it a function of wherever you're at, your past decisions don't dictate what your future is, um, but you need to make a decision to make changes? Well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, if you're the person that's out there making wrong decisions all the time, that is going to impact, impact your future. But for those that have gone up, grown up in a life of abuse or neglect or sexual assault or anything else like that, those things do not define who you are. And you do have a choice to decide at that point to move forward and not allow those things to hinder you. So for me, it's important to start surrounding yourself like along the way of dealing with a lot of this. I would see glimpses of people that I was like, oh, my gosh, this person is doing well. I want to figure out how I need to do that or I see this happening. And I just always had a heart to see not I, I would say like there's so many parts, right? I always had a heart to help people and not to see people hurt. And I was like, okay, what do that, does that consist of me becoming a counselor, a therapist, 
Um, what is what all does that take? And I just stay focused on realizing that my past and the things that was done to me doesn't mean that I am those things. Because of course, you know, growing up, you also hear the negatives: you're you're nothing, you're dumb, you're you're going to not amount to nothing. But of course, those people that we're that is in our lives often they're dealing with their own hurt and pain. And so I made it a point to realize and put the pain where it belongs. That's not me. That's your story, not my story. And I'm not going to let that story be the one that dictate me for the rest of my life. And people who've seen me and been around me would say, oh, my gosh, you have, you know, it seems like you've never went through anything in your life. And I say, well, thank you for telling me I raised myself well, because <laughs> after 15, you know, when my mom put me out, I really pretty much had to, like, navigate and figure things out for myself. Yeah. So that you figure that out, it gives you this wonderful opportunity to, to, to go back and, and, and now serve people that are coming from perhaps similar situations or everybody's situation is, 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 is certainly going to be unique mm -hmm. to them, but just to help mm -hmm. them to, to realize that just because things that were done to you does not, it's not going to dictate who you are moving forward. So exactly. as, as, as you are engaging with people, um, obviously, I, I, well, I don't know why I say that. I'll just ask the question. What, uh, what, what part of it is looking forward and then what part of it is looking backwards? So looking backwards, I'll start with that one first. Like I always do when I do 90 day goals. And one of the things that I often tell my clients is that you use those past, the past to look at, reflect on the things that went right and the things that didn't go so well. And then, and then from there, now you can take that information going forward and saying, what things do I want to change? And then what areas that I'm super proud of, taking a moment to reflect on the things that you're proud of and continue to do those things. And the things that, okay, you know what, it, it, was, it wasn't my finest moment. Okay, we can tweak it instead of staying stuck in the past and saying, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad person. Oh my goodness, I'll, I will never amount to anything. And I often find working with my, because I'm a psychotherapist in the military, so I deal with like a lot of trauma and different things like that. But for my business, I deal with coaches and authors and speakers and other um, high achievers that really want to make a difference in in their life as well as well as the clients that they serve. And so I'm I'm always instilling in them. And here's the thing: before I get to that, majority of them come with limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts and had needing some serious mind shift changes because of the fact of the things that they've experienced. And so, because like you said, we've all had experiences that look different. And so being able to recognize when there's a mindset issue and a block that's keeping a person from growing and being what they want to be, I, I help kind of navigate through that. So yes, take your path and look at the things that worked and didn't work. And then figure out which part you're going to move forward in your life and, and how you're going to use it going forward and not just be behind. Yeah, I appreciate that. And This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. I I think that, that, that we all suffer from some form of limiting beliefs, whether you've suffered legitimate trauma or you feel like, um, I mean, everybody has their stuff and it's mm -hmm. not my place to judge whether your stuff is, 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 is worse or less worse or whatever. Exactly. It, it, it just 
everybody's got it. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, 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 I guess um, sometimes people are probably in a place where they can jump into all of it, but sometimes I, I imagine that some people are just in a place where you just need to take really, really, really small bites and start mm-hmm. making really small, for lack of a better term, baby steps towards moving forward. Yes, and those baby steps, is you're still moving forward, and that's the biggest thing that, you know, oftentimes when entrepreneurs and business owners, we come out the gate, they look at somebody's step 20, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I need to do that now. And it's like, uh, no, you're on step one, hun. Like you just started. <laughs> let's, let's, let's start here first and just stay focused on where you are. Let's look at all your resources. And that's not just resources of like uh, equipment or mindset or anything. Let's look at everything. Like look at all the, the resources that you have available to you and then use what you have and then kind of grow one step at a time. But oftentimes like, you know, prime example, I have a, you know, just was recently on a podcast and the guy was telling me, oh, I got this equipment. That's the same equipment that Disney used and Amazon and this person. And I'm like, but you're not even there yet. Like you're just starting out. And the, the equipment, the computer that he was using wasn't even compatible. Like it could not house the power of the software that he wanted to use for his podcast. But he was looking at somebody else's space. I'm like, why would you be a new podcaster comparing yourself to Disney? <laughs> I'm I'm confused behind that. Disney didn't start that way, right? You know, so it's stuff like that that I see business owners doing where they want to hurry up and jump in and jump fast and be a Michael Phelps in a swimming pool. And it's like, um, I don't even know how to dunk right. Right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm still putting my my feet my toes in the water. Let's just start putting your feet your toes in the water. So yeah, it's it's giving them reality. Let's start here. Stay focused on what you have. And then let's do it. Yeah, fascinating. That's really the 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 one of I'm sure a million different values that values that, that you're bringing to to these relationships and these interactions is helping the people to maybe pump them up and say, hey, you can be anything you want. For the people that are just so sort of have 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 uh, have for the people that feel like that that they can't, and then maybe pump the brakes a little bit for 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 some other people. Um, I imagine that that when you're dealing with people that have have dealt with severe trauma, um, just creating the space for them to feel comfortable talking about it um, is such a a skill. I imagine that that's extremely challenging. And then be able to ask the right questions. Are 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 there certain questions that you find yourself asking that 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 get people to sort of open up? You know, the the first part that you said was absolutely correct. And oftentimes I didn't know what I, because for me it's a special gift that I have that I don't even oftentimes know what I'm doing for people. I just, I'm there and I don't judge and I'm listening to them. And I always start where the, where my clients are, whether that's therapy clients or my business coaching clients. And I actually had a guy who was dealing with PTSD for years based on having back-to-back things. And he said to me, after working with me for about six months, he's like, you know, I just have to say something to you. I just want to say thank you. And this is a guy like who had been in a lot of different therapies with a lot of like, like multiple um, agencies and just different things dealing with his PTSD. And he said, I want to say that you're the first therapist that just held space for me. <laughs> and you allowed me to just show up and not judge or anything. And so you continue to create this safe space where I just felt comfortable talking. 
And and so for me, it's not getting a person to be where I want them to be. It's being where they want to be in their comfort level. Because when you're dealing with trauma or dealing with anything that is adverse, you end up having trust issues. And oftentimes when you have a person that comes in fired up and like, yeah, I'm going to get you better, a person's like, I don't even know who you are. So <laughs> right. just holding, you know, like just holding space and starting where they want to be and grow and just kind of, and being honest and being authentic are the biggest things that I tell people. If you show up and be you, people feel that. People who are who have gone through trauma have a like spidey senses. They can pick up on fake and phony people very quickly. And so if you're not authentic, they can pick up on it and they will eat you alive. And they tell you anything that you want, anything that's going to make you feel good instead of it being about them getting better. So they walk away never getting the help they need because they're too busy uh trying to safeguard and help you kind of thing. Some people feel like, oh, I'm going to tell them all my life story so that they can, you know, we can say, I got you. I resonate with you. And it's like, no, it's not about that. It's about saving, holding space for a person and then asking them questions based on what they said. That's simply it. it, Listening intently and then asking the question based on what they said. And so it becomes like almost a baby step. But once they trust you, it goes very quickly. And so that's one of the things that I do. I actually tell some of my my therapy clients, stop trying to make uh, be a billboard and hold my name up because they'll do that. I'll have somebody will come in and be like, hey, I want to see her because I was told by so-and-so that she's really good. And I'm like, and I have to tell my clients, stop being a billboard. I have enough people <laughs> on my schedule. So, and then the same thing with my, my business coaching clients, the same thing. I get a lot of referrals by word of mouth because they said, you're, you're, I heard that you're authentic. You're going to hold us accountable. You're not going to sit there and sugarcoat things by telling us what we want to hear. You give us the truth. You listen. And then you're like, okay, here's what I recommend. And then whether they decide to do the work or not, I'm still there for them and holding space because there's something struggling. When people go, oh, someone doesn't want to do the work. Usually there's a block that's keeping them from doing it. It's not that people just wasting their money and not want to do the work. Either they're not resonating with what you're offering um, or what you're telling them, or there's a block somewhere that's making them feel like they, where they feel like they can't do it or they're not good enough. And so it's important to recognize when you just got to step back and hold space for them as they catch up and then help them move forward um, by just being there. So. Long answer for. No, it's awesome. Question. Thank you. I think uh, it, su- super interesting um, that on one end of the spectrum you're dealing with people that are making lots of money, and from the outside looking in, most people would say, "Look at that guy or that gal," and say, "Wow, that person is just wildly successful." And then on the other end, you're you're helping people that have dealt with the worst traumas. And from the outside looking in, people would say, oh, my goodness, that, 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 that poor, poor person. But it seems that you're potentially trying to get both of those people to the same place of figuring out what is what, what, what makes for a meaningful and rich and rewarding life. Exactly. Exactly. I've, I've interviewed um, from summits and even podcasts, seven, eight-figure and higher entrepreneurs. And they all say the same thing. Honestly, when you have people who money does not define who you are and it doesn't take away hurt, it doesn't take away pain. And when people are just focused on making the money and that's it, 
when they look up, they're surrounded one no one who's authentic. I mean, think take about the guy from Zappos, the one who sold Zappos. Tony Shea. And how he ended up, yeah. I mean, because, and the only people he was surrounded with were people he basically paid for. And that's what happens when people think that, you know, money makes you happy. Um, and you'll also hear people, money is the ruler of all evil. No, it's what the person chooses to do with that piece of paper that happened to have numbers on top of it. And so if you do, have never gotten a, a foundation in anything, guess what? You're, everything can crumble from that. And so one of the biggest things I always start with my clients is starting off with a very strong foundation. And then you can build on top of that. You can't build up on top of a mess. I personally got to see being in California's like the last really big earthquake they had in 94. I was involved in that and got to go outside and see how each plot of land, how it looks so different. Roads was lifted up. Hmm. The house next to me was slanted. The one across from me was split in half. And the, and the duplex I was living in was solid. The only thing that was messed up was the brick wall around the the because that was built new and later and not as well, the brick wall around our property and or in the backyard, as I should say, because in California, like based on where you live, there's brick walls instead of like fences. And, and, and from that point on, I made it a point to myself and saying, no matter what I do, it's about building a foundation and has to be strong because then I can rebuild and continue to grow compared to having to start all over. Yeah. So what, what what goes into that foundation? So when if you're talking about from a business coaching standpoint or from a life standpoint, because both of them kind of are, require different things. Uh, from a business standpoint, like when a person is uh, building their business and they want to get clients, it's really about figuring out, really knowing who your audience is, what, who, what problem you solve, and what your messaging, making sure it's very clear, having clarity around those things. And then from there, you want to build the base of an email list and making sure that you're nurturing your clients and just kind of building from there. What I see a lot of people do, and I've had business coaches do this to me uh, when I first started, hey, go out there and uh, uh, do a freebie. I don't even know what a freebie is, but okay. <laughs> um, go and do some Facebook Lives. Nope, I don't like doing Facebook Lives. I mean, I'm a therapist. I like talking to people. I have, I'm a podcast host now. And written books, but just doing Facebook lives is boring to me, you know, but that's what the recommendations they give, but they don't give the foundation of understanding that if these social media platforms were to crumble, guess what? You would not have no mailing, no way to connect with your ideal audience. So people get super excited on having millions and thousands of millions of followers on social media. That's great. But like recently when Instagram had shut down and people couldn't even message and talk to their audience, they were like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Well, you haven't nurtured them enough to go into your email list to build a foundation there, which email list, 60 to 7% of your sales rate is going to come from your email because they got to know, like, and trust you. Um, From a business standpoint, personal standpoint, a foundation consists of you stepping back and figuring out all the negative things that you've been hearing and the limiting beliefs that you've been telling yourself, figuring out where they come from, stop them. I call it stop the recorder, press rewind and repaint a new picture um, or play a new new recording of who you are and what you actually want to accomplish. One thing I've even done for people who actually say, 
oh, I'm not, I'm not anything. Who's told you that? Oh, my, you know, husband or my mom or my dad. Okay, well, let's, you know, I'm a bad person. Well, let's talk about what a bad person looks like. And they'll give me this list of a bad person. I'm like, okay, so do you do all those things? No, no way. And I said, okay, so then that same person who told you you're these things, how truthful are they? Are they always right to the point where they have a good judge of character? And they're like, nope, not at all. And I said, so what makes them right in this situation that you're actually the things that you said that you're not? And they're like, yeah, that is so true. They're not good judge of characters, and that's not me. Okay. So let's figure out who you actually are. And so it's like really figuring out who you are, not what people told you you are, but who you really are. What do you like? What you don't like? You know, what things are, are you passionate about? What, you know, those kind of things to build that foundation so that way you can actually start growing into your own and not what people want you to be. I love it. Well, Monica, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, so for difference making, it's pretty for me, starts very simple. Be authentic. Be that person that show up every single day being the real you, whether that's the goofy you, the smart you, the shy you, whatever that is, you have to start with being that authentic person. And the only way you can be authentic is really having that foundation of knowing who you are. And guess what? The right people are going to love you, absolutely love you. I've learned to embrace all the quirky parts of me. I'm, I, I like to laugh. I like to be, you know, I'm serious. I have a fair, you know, there's so, so many parts to who I am. I love tech work, but I also am an empath. I like to cook and I like sports. And once I learned to embrace all of that, guess what? I actually found who I was and, I, and the people who it's meant to be in my life are in my life. And so I just say be you and allow yourself to grow in the space that you're in. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Monica, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Most definitely. The best way people can find me is on my website at www.decidetomove.com. And it has everything about my podcast, my books, um, how they can work with me, just everything that's necessary to get in contact with me. All my social media links, everything is housed right there. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Monica your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to decidetomove.com. Check out the podcast, her books, and figure out how to engage with Monica and find her social media as well. Thanks again, Monica. Thank you so much. This has been great. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.